There we go. Rocking and rolling. <laughs> what? Is Juco and James? Yeah, whatever you want. You want to be called Juco? Yeah, I want to be Juco. Okay. So welcome to the Red Furnace. There you go. The Liverpool podcast made by and for Reds from North America. Preferably from Canada, but we'll take listeners from anywhere, really. Uh, we'll be running through various current LFC topics and general soccer topics that are of interest to us. And without any further fanfare, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Juco. Hello, hello, hello. Juco's been following the Reds since the Luis Suarez-powered 13-14 season. Probably the so, best season ever. Forgive, without a win. Without a win. Without a win. Forgivably. You've been a touch underwhelmed from everything that's followed since then. Absolutely. So, my name is James, and to start off, I wanted to talk about Emray. Emray. Emray Chan. Where is he going? Well, his, current, getting? his current wage is 55k a week, right? Not bad. But that's the same as Ragnar Clavin, and it's lower than Danny Ings, who's on 60, Lana, who's on 65. Deservedly. Wijnaldum, who's on 90, and Henderson, who's on 100. So, he's 55, Hendo's at 100. So his contract's up at the end of this season. That means January 1st, he can start negotiating with foreign teams for pre-contracts. Do you think we'll keep him? No. Why? He is going to leave. Juve will pay him more money and make better use than we will of him. Will we get someone else in replacement of him is my question. So do you agree with it? Would you keep him? Would you I, keep him? I would offer him the money. I don't think he'll stay. What kind of money? Probably the Hendo money. I think he's capable. Not exactly. And I give him Wijnaldum money. You said Wijnaldum's 90? Yeah, Wijnaldum's on 90. I'd give him 90. He's playing good. He's been consistent. We've won the last five games he's on. I believe that was a stat I read. I'd keep him if we could, but I don't think we can. I think Juve's coming in. Why don't, think, why don't you think we'll keep him? I think Juve's a little more suited to Henry Chen right now, especially with the young guys, Dybala and such. But do you think he's starting their midfield? I mean, he, he doesn't Who's even... in their midfield now? Sammy Kadira? He's on his way out. Who's playing besides Sammy Kadira? Is well, uh, Marquezio still in that team? I think so. He's I, dying. I, so. Can, I can look it up. Yeah. those. If it's those two that he has to start over, then absolutely. Uh, Quadrado's on the wing, so that's not a central midfield role. He doesn't, he doesn't start for us all the time. I mean, no, he starts he, right now. he'll be a rotation player, but... Uh, a rotation player for 100k? That's, that's a very valid point. He's capable of, of holding a starting position in Juve. Yeah, but what about us? I want, I want to hear about why. Like, I would keep him. I, I would keep him, and I would I would start him next to Wijnaldum, preferably. To have two younger midfield players. But Hendo's just... Hendo. Hendo's our guy. He's our captain. Isn't he? No, he's not our captain. Who's our captain? No, mm-hmm. he's, he's our captain. He's just not our captain when he doesn't play, which is why they... Had Mignolet uh, as captain. That makes sense. Makes sense. Right. Mil- Milner's our vice captain. But who else we know. got in the midfield? We got Chan. We got Wijnaldum. We got well, here's Hendo. the thing. I we think... got Lalana. Healthy Lalana is better than Chan, and I would pick him over Chan all day, every day. Well, if you generally Klopp plays three in, in midfield, right? And, yep. you know, if you figure Coutinho is going to play in midfield now for the most part, and you only have two other spots, one of which is presumably occupied by Henderson because he's club captain. Mm-hmm. You only have one spot left between Wijnaldum, Lalana, Chan, uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain, if Chamberlain is going to play there, and somebody young like Marco Gruich. 
So that's five players going into one position technically. And next season we have Nabi Kaita on the way. So, and I'll put this to you as well. There's been a lot of talk about Kaita being, you know, he's coming in next season. We signed him in the summer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying he's our replacement for Coutinho because Coutinho this season, in theory, when he's healthy, is going to be playing in our midfield. Mm-hmm. But I actually don't think Nabi is necessarily a replacement for Coutinho. I think he's a replacement for Chan, which is why when there was talk about Coutinho leaving in the summer, we were linked with someone like Lamar. So if Kaita is our Coutinho replacement, do we replace Chan and who would we replace him with? Don't forget there's Ben Woodburn coming through the ranks ben as well. Woodburn. Well, in the midfield, I would take a healthy Lilana over all other four players you named. When so you all them included. So you would have a midfield of Coutinho, Lilana, and Henderson. Yes. I think I would too against most sides. Absolutely. Um, I think Coutinho leaving, finding a re- direct replacement for him is probably not going to happen. No. I think what they'll do is play Wijnaldum instead because he is fit and he is playing great. Um, a direct swap for Emery Chan, player for player, I don't know. But I think Nabi Keita has... I, I don't know anything of him. I don't watch. He's great. He dribbles by a lot of players. He's I would say he's a lot more similar to Lalana than he is to Chan. Then I would start him over Chan as well. And I would definitely do the swap for him. I would let Chan go for Nabi coming in. But there is rumors of David Silva swap. I don't know if you've heard of this. <laughs> I would take David Silva right now, even though he's on his way out. Even still, Nabi Keita, healthy Lulana, and a Hendo or Gigi Wijnaldum. David Silva's 32 in January, just for reference. Wow. Th- 32. He's up there. Well, going back to the um, the Juventus links, I mean, they, they do have uh, Sammy Kadira, who's basically Emery Chan's twin. Um, Literally. <laughs> Just and older. They still have Marquisio. They have too old. They have uh, Blaze Matuidi from. Uh, oh yeah, Matuidi just went they, there. They That's picked right. up Matuidi from PSG. So it's not like they don't have a midfield. It's not like they're stacked at midfield. Um, I think Emery Chan would be a suitable replacement for either Marquisio or Sammy Kadira. But here's my point: when I mean, we signed Chan for cheap, right? We pinched him from Bayern Munich. <laughs> basically, we haven't been paying him a lot Is it of Leverkusen. Money. Yeah, but. Oh yeah, they Chan, were in the Chan, he he was I don't know what it was, but he was contracted that Bayern Munich had first dibs, and somehow we swooped in and took him, and we've developed him for all this time. If he's gonna get paid a hundred grand to be a rotation, or you know, not def, definitely not a, a lock in Juventus's midfield for a hundred grand a week, right? Why wouldn't he just stay at Liverpool and be a rotation, not a lock in our midfield? We play a lot of games. We aspire to be a Champions League club. Why not have Chan in the mix there with Wijnaldum, with Alana, with Kaita, with Henderson, with Oxlade Chamberlain? You know that that's how we win. That's how that's how we win things. I mean, that's how we get through a period like we're we're about to go through in December, where we play like five hundred games in yep. eight weeks. Yeah, right. We're gonna need jumping and changing, and Chan's a good part of that. Plus, he started to add goals to his game. Finally, it's about time. It's taken a while, but yes, he is a good midfielder. He does come in behind the attack. He is strong on the ball now. He does make good passes. And he's great at dribbling through a whole team and then passing it to no one. And I really like the fact that when he loses (laughs) the ball, he's willing to foul to stop the play to get the ball back. Because that is a great asset. Especially when there's a break happening and Chad's there to just disrupt everything. So your main thing is that we will not be keeping Chan, but you would like us to keep Chan. I would like to keep Chan. I do not think we will with Nabi Kaita coming in. 
and uh, Hendo inform, Gigi inform, Lilana's supposed to be coming back. I just don't see us keeping them. Okay. Well, that's a good segue into our next topic, the January transfer window. Will we get somebody to replace Chad now? Who else are we looking at? Are we going to be back in for somebody like Tommy Lamar from Monaco? I I was super excited about it in the summer, um, but is astronomically expensive. Um, Are we going back in for for Virgil? I I hope so. I hope we sign Virgil at the very least. Or if not an upcoming center back from anywhere in the world, because we all know as Reds, we have a backline issue. Can't blame Matt Tip, but his rotation player next to him has just not been there all season. Doesn't matter who it is. I would like to experiment more with Gomez in the center. But until then, because Gomez is really playing right back or left back or wherever Klopp sees fit. We should definitely sign Virgil. But I think that will be the only signing if there is one in January. What will be the only signing? Center back? Yes. Okay. Do you I don't think how... we're going for Lamar until next year. Do you think Barcelona is coming in for Coutinho? Absolutely. Do you think we'll sell? Not in January. No, no I don't think no so way. either. But I do think they will bid just to try to test the willingness of the club. Do you know how many players Klopp has signed in January since he's came here? Zero. He signed one. Did he? He signed one on loan. Stephen Cocker, a center back. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Other than that, we have done zero business in January. They say it's too hard. They say there's no one out there. So if I had to do a prediction, for sure, I would say we're not doing any business in January. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's unfortunate. I think we should definitely sign a center back. I think it's bordering on... It's bordering on complete, like, just dysfunction to not sign center back at this point Agreed. after he didn't bring one in. Agreed. And, you know, Clavin's been getting as many minutes as he has. Klein's still not back, you know. Yeah. I love Trent. I love Gomez. They've, they've been doing great. That's but Unless we start playing Emery at center back, which is a shout, I think. I would take Emery as a center back. At this point, I would too as well because he did – a little bit under Brendan, and he didn't. Uh, I, well, he played in part of a back three with Brendan. Right? Yes, he played with Sacco and Lovren in a yes. back three. That was pretty good, though. That was one of our best. Uh, we went on like a ten-game winning run during that time. Yes, we did. All yes, fell did. apart once somebody figured out how to play against us. I don't remember exactly who it was, but I remember getting smoked after being on that run. Um, and then he just never played it. But he does play right back for Germany, Chen. Does he? He starts as right back well, for that, Germany But that's, that, that's understandable with the squad Germany has. They don't have right backs. No, they, they had Philip Lahm. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. Okay. Speaking of Germany, quick question. Pick your final eight teams for the World Cup next year. Final eight teams? Final eight Jesus. teams. I'm to write this down. Okay. Um, Spain. Okay, that's one. Germany. France, Belgium, that's four. Portugal, that's five. Argentina. No, Brazil? Brazil. Okay. One more. Chile, perhaps. Chile didn't qualify. Chile didn't qualify, really? No. I didn't read that. No, Chile didn't qualify. Um, The last one is kind of up in the air. Um, I don't know. Did you pick Belgium? Yeah. No Italy? Ah, Italy still has to qualify. Yeah, but they'll qualify. 
Yeah, but they, they always qualify. They're struggling. They're struggling. Um, I said Spain. You I, said Spain. My dark horse is Croatia, actually. Croatia still has to Lu- qualify too. I know, but it's Luka Modric's Croatia. I think he's great. So he is great. I would have I would have seen Croatia and Italy in there in lieu of uh, probably a Portugal pick. Well, I think Portugal coming off the Euro, bad form Ronaldo right now. I think he's gonna want to bounce back. Probably this time. It's probably at this time, listeners. I, I'd like to tell you, Mister Mister Juco here is uh, is is half Portuguese. Yes, so. very biased, <laughs> extremely biased. And I hear Sadio Mane's Senegal is 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 fantastic. Who's your top scorer? Who's your top scorer for the, for the tournament? tournament? For the tournament, I'm gonna give it to Neymar. Neymar for Brazil. I think Neymar is just gonna outshine everyone internationally. You know, I was thinking about this, and I wanted to pick somebody from France, but I'm just not sure who starts up front for France. Griezmann or Mbappe. Really, France is just stacked. France is crazy stacked. There's um, Benzema in there. He could play as well. Is he, is he on the squad? I thought the coach didn't like that. But my top score is Timo Werner, the German. Really? The German striker. Wow. From Red Bull Leipzig, or RB Leipzig, as they, they like to be known. Wow, that's an interesting Okay. Another quick question, who's winning La Liga and who's finishing second? Who's winning La Liga? Who's in first now, Barca? Barcelona. I want to say Atletico, but Barca is just way too strong. Um, it's definitely not going to be Madrid, but I would like to say Atletico. I'd like to see Atletico win it. Top goal scorer is probably going to be Messi again. I'm pretty sure he's at the top right now. I think so, yeah. So uh, that's, that's not going to change in the foreseeable future. Would like to see Griezmann beat him. So who's finishing second? Atletico. Same Barca win, Atletico second. Probably. That's the way it's looking as of right now. I wouldn't even give Madrid third. I think someone else will come in there. Who? I have no idea. Well, Sevilla is... Uh, well, we get to see Sevilla up close. They're not bad. Sevilla's not bad. Villarreal's not bad. Nah, they're not good. They're not good. But who's winning Syria? Juve. I'm going to say Napoli. I think it's Napoli's year. I think Juve has fallen off. I think Dries Mertens is great. Yeah, and yeah. I would really like to see Pepe Reno win the Italian League. I think that would be great for him. That would be great. I still don't think it's going to happen. So you think Aren't Juve... they having a struggle in Champions League? Who? In their group, Napoli, or are they winning? No, they're, they're not winning, but I think that will help them, if anything. They'll play less games that way. This is true. Right? That's Plus, true. they got drawn into a ridiculous group. Is it in the group? Manchester City and yeah, Tottenham. Yeah. Right? And no, then... no, no. That's Tottenham uh, Madrid. Oh, yeah. It's Tottenham Madrid, Dortmund, and someone else. Okay, well, while you pick the winners of Serie of uh, Liga, uh, rather, pick, pick the French winners, and I'll look up who's in Napoli's uh, champions. French winners is, is PSG by steps, leaps, and bounds. No Monaco this year? No. Like they, they're not comparing with the Cavani, Neymar, Di Maria, Mbappe, Strike Force. Plus they still got Verratti behind them, which I think a lot of people ignore as a strong holding midfielder. Yeah, but you say that, but then you didn't pick Italy to make it into the top but eight. Verratti's for... not gonna do it alone. Who's the striker for Italy? I don't know. That that fella from Torino that United was trying to buy. Andrea Bellotti. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Cyril Immobile sucks. Um, I like. I think Italy is just a great defensive team. I just they still have Chiellini and they still have Buffon, and I would never count Buffon out of anything. No, I agree. And, but who is attacking? 
There is no one. Immobile plays for who? Lazio now? I don't know. Playing with Lucas. Okay. Poor guy. That guy was on Dortmund once upon a time. Um, who was the other guy you said? Chiellini. No, no. The other <laughs> attacker? Bilotti. Yeah, no. He's, I just don't see it. Is 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 um, Balotelli in the squad? Probably not. Oh actually, I actually don't even know who's coaching Italy after Conte left. So, that's a very good point. Going back to Napoli, though, um, you know they're they're gonna win the the league, I think, but they they have no players, uh, that are Italian. So, <laughs> but their their Champions League group was Shakhtar Donetsk, City, and Feyenoord. Oh, so they'll make it in their group, no? Or yeah, uh, they might. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. But I it's still Higuain, Quadrado, Dybala. Like, even if that team plays bad, Juve is still a powerhouse. Well, Jorginho is one of the best midfielders in the world at the moment. He's just owning it. Have you watched Napoli play? No. They're like Klopp on crack. I have not watched them play. I'll be honest. You just watch gifs of them. Just go on Twitter and pull up Napoli gifs of goals because the way that they score is just no. Because they play the way I'd like to think Klopp would like to play, which is just a whole bunch of passing, vertical balls, quick transition, and bang, it's in the net. There is that kid Insigni play for Napoli. I don't think that's how you pronounce his name, but yes, Lorenzo is on there. He's good. He's he's very good. He's quick. So. Speaking of quick people, how about Aubameyang and Dortmund? How do you think they'll do in the Bundesliga? Who's winning the Bundesliga and who is finishing second? I'll give it to Bayern because, once again, just powerhouses. Um, but being out of the Champions League might help Dortmund because I don't think they're making it out of their group. And it doesn't look like they'll fall into the Europa League. They might. I'm not sure quite how that works. Where are they in, in the German League right now? I believe they're in second. Okay. Leipzig might be in second. But anyways, they're a close... Two and three are Leipzig and Dortmund. Well, Dor- Dortmund is a solid team. I like Aubameyang. Aubameyang's quick, go- great goal scorer. Royce is the German Daniel Sturridge. He, he... <laughs> yes, but he's he great. Is. I would yes. sign him in a second. Yes, he is. If he'd ever play. Um, so, so just... far, you've picked Barcelona, Juventus, PSG, and Bayern. Yes, all the major powerhouses. I don't see any upsets coming this year. No, Which just goes to show you how boring the rest of Europe is compared to the Premier League. So who is winning the Premier League? I'm going to give it to City as of right now. I don't... don't This time last year, we probably would have given it to City as well. And then they stopped winning hard and Chelsea started winning loads. I would... I would like to see Chelsea win. Well, actually, I take that back. I wouldn't like to see anyone but Liverpool win. But um, I like Conte's philosophy. I like the way he, he is ready to bench anyone who I doesn't think... come to play. I just think that the average age of City is going to outbeat everyone else in the Premier League. I just have this this nagging feeling that Murata is enormously overrated. I thought he would be great when they signed him, but then the more that I looked at him actually play in the Premier League, I think he's overrated and I don't think he'll do nearly what Diego Costa did for them last year. Right. He just doesn't seem to have that consistency in him. That sort of Chelsea machine-like efficiency in him. And I, I think they need that. They've had that for years. They went from Drogba to Costa. Like They don't know anything other than supreme efficiency at striker. And Murata just seems... Ah, he's not lightweight because he's he's actually a big boy, but he seems lightweight. To me, he's probably light on his feet. He is inconsistent. Chelsea needs a six-yard box goal scorer. That's what they need. And what they had with Diego Costa. Because the, the rest of the team can do everything else. 
Uh, Maratai I've always thought was overrated, but he they did score them. two decisive goals in two separate Champions League finals against actually the two same teams. He scored on Madrid with Juve and then on Juve with Madrid in Champions League finals. So I read you something can't take that away from him. He is a great striker at the end of the day. Is he good for the Premier League? Is he going to finish a season? Is he going to be consistent? I don't think so. I don't think any Italian. Is he Italian or he's Spanish? I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he just played for Juventus. Outside, outside of um, Drogba, I don't think Chelsea will ever have that attack ever again. They have their Hazard, they have William, they have Pedro, they have a great midfield. They just have upfront issues. Let's. Well, I know it's a lazy comparison, but I really could have seen Lukaku there. Yeah. I think he would have been a way better. I think Morata would have been a better fit for United. I think Lukaku would have been a better fit for Chelsea. You know what? That doesn't make sense. I'm actually kind of happy that the two went where they did because I think it weakens both of them. Agreed. Uh-huh. Agreed. So, okay. So then who's City? If City win, what about Spurs? I just hate Spurs. I'm, I'm not going to give them any credit anywhere. <laughs> and they can all eat a dick, the whole team. And um, I hope they crash their bus on the way to the next game. Wow. You know, I I don't hope anyone crashes the bus. That's you know, that's, with no injuries, with no injuries, that's a bit strong. Okay, so who's finishing second? We'll probably give it to Tottenham. So I don't, City I don't think, Spurs. I don't think United will make second. I think Jose Mourinho is going to choke. Uh, I think Lukaku's literally going to stop scoring. Period. Well, he already has stopped scoring. There you go. So it's it's bound to happen. Lukaku at Everton always showed flashes of, of good soccer, but I, I don't think he was ever the striker he's made out to be, if that makes sense. Um, he's not Harry Kane. He's not Harry Kane. He's not Daniel Sturridge. He's not Sergio Aguero. He is not going to be a top-tier striker in two years. He only is now because he had a really good last season. Prior to that, he was average at best for me, personally. So who are going to be the top five goal scorers top across, across Europe? Not in each individually, just like overall. Overall? Messi. Yeah. Clearly. Lewandowski. Okay. He does score a lot of goals. Kane? Kane. I think Neymar will be up there as well. Neymar will definitely be up there. I think he'll just score way and too And I want to give goals. it to another person on City because I think City's just crazy this year. Actually, I don't even want to say Aguero though. That's the thing. I think everyone else is scoring more than Aguero is. I, I This is my shout because uh, Monaco scored so many goals last season. I think their new striker, that Baldi Diao guy, I don't know if you heard of him. Came from somewhere in Italy. I don't remember where. But anyways, he signed for Monaco. I think he'll be one of our top scorers. That's, That's my show. Bold prediction. I'm going to say Mo Salah for my fifth. I hope so. Mo Salah is two goals away from tying the most goal scored since Suarez left. And if nothing else. So, that's if, a beautiful thing. If nothing else, this first episode of our podcast has so many predictions in it, it'll at least give listeners something to talk shit to us about later when we inevitably get them all wrong. Right? Okay, next question. Pick any three Premier League players to add to Liverpool. You have to tell me who they would replace or displace in our starting 11 or our squad. Okay. Um, and it has to result in Liverpool realistically winning the league. And challenging in the Champions League. You can pick any player, any three. So a combination of three players. 
and you have to drop people down. I'll do one for you first just to get your imagination going because this should be your first pick. The most important pick, David De Gea in Simon Minulay out. Absolutely. Totally agree. Is that feasible? Is that possible? No, this is this is completely in the realms of imagination and fantasy. 100% David De Gea. I think he's the best goalie, period. Like right now, other than Buffon. Neuer has kind of fallen off the wagon. Haven't heard about him in a while. He hasn't been starting either. For who? For thing. What's the backup? He's been he's been playing a lot. Or is that just Champions League? I don't well, know. Maybe okay. I'm ignorant. Your your next choice should be a central defender, probably. So yes, but let's say go, De Gea. Go ahead and pick one of those. And then I would like Virgil because I think he is good. You know, I was thinking this too. I actually think outside of the top six, he is the best central defender in the Premier League. As much as he hasn't been doing that well for Southampton this year, I think he is the best, and I actually don't want any of the other top sixes center backs. I I just don't like any of them. Well, yeah, I don't like I don't like Chelsea's like, center backs. sucks. I don't like United's center backs. I don't like John Stones or Otamendi. No, right? Does like, Tottenham even have a center? I don't. Who cares? Um, I yeah, could, I, I actually couldn't name you Tottenham center backs. I just remember that Eric Dyer played there for a while. We all know Toby. Toby's there. Oh yeah, he's good. He's Actually, good. I would take. Him. I wouldn't take him though. No, just because he he's 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 a spur. That's that's literally the only reason. Yeah, but you took the De Gea and and. But De Gea is just quality. Like, if you say De Gea is not a good goalie, you're lying to yourself. De Gea has more top bin saves than anyone in the history of ever. I think. I think with De Gea too, he he gets in people's heads. Yeah, I just think he's a great goalie through and through. He's always robbing us every game. He's robbing everyone. He's stopping Hazard. He's stopping Aguero. It's just unfair, really. I just remember playing uh, against United. I think it was when I think it was Klopp's first game against United, actually. With Balo? I don't think it was Balotelli necessarily, but I just remember Henderson getting an amazing chance. And I think if he just drilled it hard and low, he probably would have scored. But he tried to hit it top bin, like you were saying. Because he just was thinking, I have to do something amazing to beat De Gea. And De Gea ended up saving it anyways. Yep. Whereas I think if he just hit it first time, he actually would have... He gets in people's heads. He's just that good. He, he really is that good. Um, okay. So who, so who would Gea, you take out for Van, for Van Dyke? Van Dyke, I'll, you can have Lovren and Clavin at this point. To be yeah, honest. but that, I only asked for one, so you would take it. So, so I've replaced Mignolet with De Gea. We've replaced... Um, Let's say Brandon Clavin yes. with Van Dyke. So yes. we're going to roll with center backs Van Dyke, Lovren, and Matic, which I think is, is the that's a good plan. I yeah, think that would be a nice fun. back three, actually. I wouldn't mind. Or even just have the two in rotation. Doesn't matter. We'll see so I just looked up Neuer. Yeah, he's only started three times for Bayern this season. But he's got to be injured. I don't even know who Bayern's backup is. Yeah. I, I haven't seen Neuer in a while, so I'm assuming either he's injured or just in poor form. Tom Stark hasn't played. It's some long, weird name. I, I, I don't know it. I'm, I'm uneducated, I'll be honest. All right, keep going. Anyways, and last but not least, I would sign Aguero. Direct swap for Firmino. Wow. Hear me out. I would start Aguero next to Sturridge, healthy Sturridge, and I think that's the best attacking duo Premier League has seen since Ronaldo days. And he wasn't even an attacker, really. Well, central mid. But. Sven Ulreich has started the most games in goal for Bayern this season. There you go. Sven Ulreich. There you go. Okay, so you've replaced Firmino. Firmino. But Firmino is so important to our attack. He links up everything. Firmino's great, but Aguero's better. 
through and through in all ways. I don't think so. I don't. I, I think that supremely underrates Firmino's playmaking ability. But we Aguero we, does not make plays. Aguero puts the ball in the net. But, but that's what Sturridge is there for. Sturridge, that's what we Sturridge, have Salah and Mane for. Stur- yeah, but imagine Salah, Mane, Sturridge, Aguero. That would be just like it would. <laughs> I can't even start. Like that's just. Though all four of those guys, well, Salah, I would actually, I'm gonna down talk Salah right now, but I think other than Salah, those three have really good ball movement. I think Salah is a little more pace driven, with less of a touch. My own opinion. Okay, let me give you a counter argument because I did say that this had to result in us winning the league and challenging for the Champions League, which means you need a squad. I think Sturridge is an excellent backup to Firmino already. So why not take somebody like Wijnaldum, whose usage rate isn't that high, and just replace him with the best player in the Premier League, Kevin De Bruyne? Oh, that would... Yeah. That's very I mean, smart. Very he, smart. He's incredible. Very smart. De Bruyne's having the season of his life, and I think that sacrifice is well worth it. Hell, we could even swap Lallana for De Bruyne because Lallana hasn't been available, and I love Lallana. That is actually a very good point. De Bruyne is on fire. I think he's he's something special. He is something special. He's easily the best player on City's squad week in and week out. And if there's one thing that our midfield, I think, is missing is a lot of goals, and he does score goals. Yes, he does. He score does. Goals. Yes, he does. And he's just got the vision. He has the Henderson vision with the complete pass. So if I converted you, you've changed your choice. I don't want to say that, but yes, I'm angry with you. <laughs> I would much rather keep Firmino. So we have De Gea, Van Dyke, Matip, right? Some combination of Moreno, Klein, or Gomez. A midfield of Henderson, De Bruyne, and Coutinho. Well, we gave up Gigi. We gave up Gigi. We gave up Gigi, yes. So it would be Henderson, De Bruyne, Coutinho. And I just think that's that's crazy. And then you still have Salamane Firmino up top. You still have a bench with Sturridge. With Sturridge. And young Benny Woodburn. With, no, well, you, we still have Emery Chan on that bench. Oh, we still have one of Lallana or Wijnaldum on that bench. Well, no, we don't have. One of the two. Yes. You still have Axlade Ax- Ax- Chamberlain on the, the bench. The Ox, yeah, I wouldn't play him. I should get rid of him. He's still there. And it's a strong bench. You can take your choice of Danny Ings or Dominic Solanke. Oh, I heard Ings is going on loan. That Ings might is have been scoring a loads for the youth team. He, he scored is. four in his last game. Well, they won like 8-1 or something Still, he's like got that. four. I think he's a great striker. I don't, when, think, when, I don't when care he, who you play against. I mean, when he was on Burnley, he was giving us trouble. So, so I think he's a great striker. I just don't think it's easy to make the squad over a healthy Sturge. I think Sturge is better than Aguero, healthy. And I think Klopp's doing a little man management with Solanke. I think he got him to sign from us from Chelsea by promising him game time. So now he's got to come through, at least right now. I believe that as well, because he has seen the field a lot. How do you feel about Solanke? Solanke hasn't, hasn't uh, done nothing wrong, let's just say. He's come on, he's pressed, he's, he hasn't shown anything great, but he hasn't done anything bad. He's what we would say about Klein, where he's a solid 7 out of 10 every game, and that's that's fine for his ten minutes. Scored preseason. The preseason means fuck all. He he did. He scored at least a couple of preseason. I mean, it's before your time, but Andre Veronin used to score in preseason. You probably don't even know who that is. I don't actually. On that note, I think it's time for our long look ahead, where we look ahead to Liverpool's next five games. And today, our long look is brought to you by. 
us, the Red Furnace Podcast, coming to you hopefully weekly, where two guys, James and Juco from Canada, comment on the latest and greatest from the wide world of Liverpool Football Club. So our long look... It's very professional. Yeah, right? I've been practicing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> our next five games, Southampton on the 18th in the champ- er, Sorry, Southampton on the 18th in the Premier League. Yep. Sevilla on the 21st in yep. the Champions League. Yep. Chelsea on the 25th, Stoke on the 29th, and Brighton on the 2nd of December. So, Southampton, let's start with them. Win or lose? Is it home? It's uh, at home, I believe, yeah. I think we beat Southampton uh, a 2-1. Three days later, we play Sevilla. Sevilla, I think we either draw or lose. I think for that one, Klopp actually plays for a draw. Plays for a draw? I think he plays for a draw. We still have one more game against Spartak Moscow on the 6th. That is at home. We're away to Sevilla. I think if we get one win, one draw out of those two games, we'll probably finish top of the group. Yeah, um, I can see that. I, so I'd say the same. I'd Probably a draw. But I think we will we'll play for a draw and give up a last-minute bullshit goal on a set piece. And lose. Yeah. I hope not. I really hope not. I think by drawing them at home, we'll also draw them away. Uh, Chelsea on the 25th, that's a big game. I also think that's going to be a draw. Just because it's easier to say that any matchups between the top six are going to be a draw? Or... No, I just think that um, <laughs> we'll score early and concede late, as we tend to do. But I don't think we'll score a lot on uh, We've been doing relatively well against Conte's Chelsea. Uh, since Conte came to Chelsea, since Klopp came to Liverpool, we've been doing okay. They're exactly three points ahead of us in fourth place right now, Chelsea. It would be a huge marker to throw down if we can pull out a win there. I would love to see one. I'm I'm assuming a draw. I I think that's it. I think that's a as winnable a game against the top six as we're going going to have because Chelsea aren't going through their greatest moment. This is true. Um, you know, has I've already given you my opinion on Murata. That yeah, and I think uh, I think Hazard's not having the greatest of seasons either. No, he was not, and I don't think that Luis started the last game. Well, apparently they had a falling out. Luis and uh, Conte. That is not surprising. And actually, their technical director, uh, Emmanuel something, Emanello something along those lines, uh, he actually quit apparently over the Luis Conte issue. Really? Yeah, he resigned. So sideshow Bob is stirring up all kinds of drama. Well, that's a thing, and I think at home Liverpool can can do some damage there because I believe hopefully Mane will be healthy for this, so we can roll out our preferred front three for that game. That would be nice. And Chelsea's midfield looks like a bag a a bag of shit. I well, mean, is is Conte still injured? Uh, I don't know if Conte is still what injured. Bakayoko is even playing. Bakayoko was playing last. He's dyed his hair blue, which means he'll probably make them lose several games because of that. The Perisic curse, right? Yeah. No, he dyed his hair blue. Like, an aggressive blue. Well, Perisic did the Croatian flag, and that just backfired. Yeah, and he was having a great tournament until I saw him have that hair. And yeah, then he... and the haircut. Just, it's the curse. You can't do that to your hair. Yeah. So, that I mean, it's and the their, their other backup is like Danny Drinkwater, who I get played well with Lester. Yeah, and, and Conte, but... I don't see him playing next to anyone, though. Who's he playing next to? Well, he would presumably be next to Conte or Bakayoko. Yeah, but I'm not sure how they're using... Fabregas has been really weird since he went to Chelsea. I haven't seen much of him this year. 
No. Um. So yeah, they could they could technically play, and I hate Fabregas against Liverpool. Yeah, he's great because he's full of schneid. He is a needly little bastard. He's great though. He's he's great when he's not playing Liverpool. When he's playing Liverpool, I really just hope someone breaks his legs, but our midfielders are too nice to him. <laughs> well, that's why we need Emery. Emery doesn't break people's legs. He, he tries. I think we should put Milner on a job. There you go. Just hack down Fabregas in the first minute. I'm okay with that. Just just hack him down. I'm okay with that. Actually, you might not remember this, but that was a favorite Mourinho tactic back in the day. Yes. Where it, first five minutes. Because he figured the red card. The, avoid the red card. I remember him putting Samuel Eto'o uh, on Henderson. First minute, and he raked his studs down Henderson's shin. Didn't get sent off, but Henderson wasn't the same all game. It's a very smart tactic. I, uh, Coming from someone who doesn't play football to figure that out, you got to give it to that guy. That he's just a mean cut. Yeah, but he's brilliant. He knows. No one's giving him a red in the first five. You could punch someone in the head. I think that's the problem. I think that's why we got to talk about it more. I think the referees need to listen and just give a red card for that kind of schneid in the first first five minutes. But that ref will be in the news for the next month. You know what? But Conte Conte doesn't do... Not not N'Golo Conte. I'm talking about Antonio Conte. I'm not sure on the pronunciation thing there. Jesus. He wouldn't raise as much of a fuss as Mourinho would. If one of his players got sent off in the first minute. I think referees were scared of Mourinho and particularly of Ferguson. And that might be Liverpool conspiracy talking. But it just seemed that way. <laughs> that referees wouldn't. It makes just, sense. They don't want to argue with someone. Especially on that topic. Yeah. Okay. So lastly, I want to do a check-in on FIFA. Which is needed. Um, so for all listeners, both of us are enormous fans of video games. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into the FIFA thing, we stopped at Chelsea. What were the next three games? <laughs> well, we already decided that we were going to um, lose or draw at Sevilla. Yes. Chelsea, I said win, you said draw. Yes. The next two were Stoke and Brighton. I, think I skipped just... over those because they just seem... I think those are two <laughs> Ws. I think yeah. Stoke is just struggling too hard. Is Jesse playing? Is he there? Hesse? Yeah, what's he doing? I don't know. Okay, I haven't watched well, Stoke at all. Stoke's not doing too well. I I just never have liked Stoke. Brighton, on the other hand, they're my second favorite team. playing well. I just I I think um, I think Coutinho's just just gonna tear through both. Should he play? He might. Should he play? I think he'll tear through. I think Mo is gonna keep up the goal scoring attitude. I don't see why not. And hopefully Firmino can get into goal scoring form. And I hope those two games are the games for that. That being said, continue on to your FIFA. I don't think that Firmino's in, in a in a drought. He's not in a drought, but it's like far okay. and few in between at the moment. But he's got assists on assists. Does he? Yeah. That's why I was saying I think Firmino's massively underrated. I'm okay with not having a striker who scores 20 goals a season as long as the two guys either side of him are hitting 15+. Plus. And I think Mane and Salah can definitely do that. They need to. They absolutely need to. So, FIFA, then. Yeah. Um, so, both of us are fans of the video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to play each other online a lot. Mm-hmm. 
um, until my subscription ran out and I've been too cheap and or lazy to renew it. Mm -hmm. uh, you play more of the ultimate team thing than I do. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the solitary offline career mode type of thing. Mm -hmm. I like pretending to be Jurgen Klopp with no consequences and you know unlimited money really well and a freedom to just play on a lower <laughs> setting if i can't win <laughs> so is there any fifa related things you'd like to discuss as we wrap this first one up uh yeah the prices on ultimate team are just outrageous um it's pr like david silva is what 32 on his way out right what has he got two seasons left I think he's probably got two or three he at the top level. He's a solid 80,000 worth of, of coins on FIFA Ultimate Team. Is that a lot? I'll put it into perspective for you. You get like 400 a game for a win. And he's 80,000. He's 80,000. I think the most expensive player I bought at the moment, I'm only in my first season, obviously, is um, Bernardo Silva for 5,000. See, this is where I have a problem with Ultimate Team because it does not take into account age or foresight or planning. It does not. The guy could be 40, but if he's got good stats, you buy him. But yeah, and, and that's where the career mode does make sense because I did buy Iniesta the first season. The second season, he dropped in rating without... Like, we were in winning form. We won the league. He's getting he still old. dropped, yes, because of the it's age. Way more realistic. So I understand where you were coming from. Ultimate Team is just a lot more... Um, open to sign and do whatever. Like you don't have to do things traditionally by approaching someone to sign them and contracts and negotiations. Just you have these coins, boom, that's your guy. Yeah, but that's that's where I don't like. I mean, it doesn't make sense to sign someone like Emery Chan on FIFA Ultimate Team from Bayer Leverkusen years ago because your B would have crap stats. Yeah, doesn't but, make any sense. But there is. You could still put together a, a, a solid team, especially a Premier League team. You could put together a solid Premier League team on Ultimate Team for very cheap, for less than David Silva. Yeah, so it's like mercenary soccer, basically. Kind you of. just try and build up a team of superstars and hope for a little green line that means chemistry. Yes. I mean, that's my understanding of Ultimate Pretty team. much. You don't really, you do need the chemistry, yes. But it's very easy to build chemistry. Chemistry is worked on either your nationality, the league you play in, or the team you play for. I understand. So if you're all Premier League players, yes, your chemistry is still there. How's your career mode going? Good. I'm on my second season. Legendary's a bitch. I've been losing all kinds. I can't do Legendary. I get very angry. I shut off the game and I do other things now. So... <laughs> That's why I, FIFA. I, I did I did what you said. You recommended I, I try and play on legendary and turn off all the assists, the passing assists, the shooting assist. I can and particularly the pass um strength mm. assist. Mm. That was the worst because all my passes would end up going only two feet in front of whoever passed the ball and every single time and I couldn't hit the net. So that didn't go well for me. I reverted back to professional mode. I turned all the assists back on. And then I think I smoked Stoke about nine goals to nil. So leave the assist on and play legendary. Yeah, but I have a problem with that too because none of my through balls work. Really? <laughs> the computer just decides to be that much smarter on legendary mode. So my assisted through balls. My assisted through balls never go exactly where I intend them to go, but they go close enough. On professional, I can make two with that. On legendary, it's, it just yeah, does it's not. It's very frustrating. One thing I've noticed. It's probably a lot more closer to real soccer, but. Absolutely. One thing I noticed about the new FIFA is the full field through ball switch works every single fucking time. 
one side of the field to the other side of the field from one edge of the box to the other edge of the box works every time. Running is a lot more realistic in this new FIFA. Yeah, and the first touch as well, if you hold sprint when you get the ball, yeah, you're tending, you tend to lose the ball. I actually like that because I was getting way too reliant in previous versions of just sprinting. Well, just signing the fastest players they possibly could, and then I would kick it out to the wing and just run past people. Well, Salah still does that in the new one. Which is realistic, because he does that in real life. I'm yes. fine with that. But when I'm doing that with, like, Milner uh, from left back, it seemed less realistic at that point. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yes, my career mode is the same Liverpool squad. I've sold off a lot of people. My first purchase was Jerome Boateng. Nah, that's realistic. That was my first purchase. Um... It was a solid 100 mil, but it was fucking worth it. My second purchase was Claudio Bravo, who I know you don't agree with, but I signed Azmir Begovic as his backup. I sold both Karius and Mignolet. I signed Iniesta my second season. Who does it free? Really? Yeah, I just, just wages. There was no transfer fee. Um, he's a rotation player at best. That's fine. I completely agree with uh, free signings if you can get them. He's coming on 75th every game for Coutinho. Because Coutinho's tired by 80th minute. Because so. you make him run the whole game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I do the same. And then um, I signed Aguero. And I have my aguero Sturridge partnership. But I still have Salah, Mane, and Firmino on the field. So you can figure that one out. It's a very attacking squad. Yeah, I would and just I play as a back three. Just play with two center backs and a sole midfielder, and that midfielder can be Philippe Coutinho. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. The that's, rest are all strikers. Yeah. FIFA, and, and I started my online, my online career, online seasons, and um, been pissing people off left, right, and center. It's been awesome. One thing I bet you didn't know, the new FIFA, when you play online, you can play two people on one team. No, I'm not about that. I'm not about it either, but I know that I beat that guy because his friend fucked up, because... Which is, you know, poor form on their part because just why would dumb. you... Just that's the whole point of FIFA is you can control the whole team. Yeah, exactly. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. It's okay, though. He was Turkey and I was Liverpool. So my career is... Turkey I beat, v. Liverpool. Yeah, I beat Turkey. I beat Mexico with Liverpool. And I beat... Um, no, I beat Mexico. I beat Turkey and I drew the seek test. So hmm. I got a penalty. Bullshit. By the way, everyone, Juco has... A great. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> he, he has a great shot from the uh, angles on the box. Oh yeah, that's still going strong. <laughs> he basically scores a Divacarigi special every time he gets the ball. Every single uh, time, and especially in injury time. Yep, and my finesse shots are one of a kind. On that note, that's um, our first episode of Red Furnace. Locked up. You have any closing words? Yes, at Lord Juco, L O R D J U C O on PSN. If you want to lose to Liverpool, add her up. Liverpool and only Liverpool. That's it. I don't play with anyone else. Well, everyone, please subscribe and uh, tell your friends. Red for his podcast, we're starting out. Hopefully, this was entertaining for you. If you are a Manchester United fan, please don't listen to the podcast. Or if you do, please listen to it and then talk shit to us on Twitter because that would be greatly entertaining. I have like four followers, so I will take Manchester United fans even if you're only there to troll me. I'm okay with that. So please subscribe uh, if that's a thing that we're able to figure out when we post this. Yeah, I, think, I think what the online people say is like, comment, and subscribe. Are you able to like a podcast? Yes. Usually it's on SoundCloud. Well, well, there you go. We're getting more professional by the minute.
by the minute. We'll see you next week. I think that went okay. That'll take a lot of editing. Yeah, particularly because you kept tapping the table. Did I? Yeah, it just... I don't know. I think that shows up a lot on this whole recording thing when you tap the table. Fuck, I didn't really notice that. You think I can edit out the phone calls? I would hope so. All right.